0: this i had a chat with tom brooke was the presenter of talking movies on the bbc world news right but he's had a show last week a special program called talking television and i thought let's find out about it i chatted to him and i made the point to him that tom normally you talk you talk movies why talk television trends and this is what he had to say
1: well i, I think we passed a moment in the culture and i can't quite say when when people that i know in their everyday conversation when they were standing around what the americans like to refer to as the water cooler were talking about television programs that they had seen the night before and not the big hollywood movies so it struck me that it was very much part of everyday conversation and that television had really regained primacy in the culture after being declared um, headed downwards several years ago and as, as a result of that we thought it kind of warranted editorial investigation so we put together this program looking at different aspects of uh, modern television and, and that was really the motivation because it is so much on people's minds
0: and, and, and that uh, and then the program was how much it was just you know anecdotal gut feeling or, or very definite research-based information that came through
1: well I should say that you know proper due diligence by way of BBC journalism was done with the program. You know, we were competent about what we did but it did come from a gut instinct that there was something out there that we had to investigate. I mean, why is it that so many young people are so fascinated and so animated by a whole series of new, largely American television programs and also looking at the impact of uh, television traveling across continents now and people being Uh, untethered from broadcast schedules, being able to watch television programs whenever they want. Mm, Okay, so
0: some fascinating things there then. So maybe answer the first question then, which is the most important. The future of television, dead or alive?
1: Alive, very much alive. I think though the nature of the beast is changing, how people Uh, watching television is changing dramatically. The idea that we all get home in the late afternoon and early evening and switch on the television and watch it for the remainder of the evening is over. People have so many different devices, portable devices, by way uh, through which they can watch television. and That's really changed the nature of the game and that has had a profound effect on the industry because people are watching television and have kind of got control of how they want to watch and eat and digest television, and they've become kind of untethered from broadcast schedules. And this mm-hmm. has changed the kinds of programming that is being made.
0: Okay, so let, let's say with that firstly. Untethered from broadcast schedules means what? That they can record now and, and watch when they want, or there's even a, uh, let's call it a YouTube version of, of, of the same uh, you know, TV program?
1: Well, people are watching what they want when they want. Uh, When they want, and they're doing it either illegally or legally. Legally, they have DVR devices to enable them to program television when they want. Uh, In the United States, recently HBO, for instance, announced that it was actually streaming, going to be offering its programming direct to uh, consumers by way of streaming for a fee so they can watch that way and then there is this huge uh, and this is what we discovered in doing the program this huge uh, uh, pirating activity of, of young people who have kind of grown up with the idea a lot of them, they don't have to pay for content, being able to access very easily uh, a, a wide range of programming. So that's what's going on.
0: So how then is that going to change things or already has changed things? Because if, if I mean, you're, you're a presenter, fine, but, but if you're a, a TV director or, or, or a big television channel boss, you, you'd be concerned about these changes. How then you know, would, you, would you execute and implement new strategies around it?
1: Absolutely. It means certain kinds of programming now have currency that didn't perhaps so much before. I think what every broadcaster around the world is struggling with and their employees to to varying degrees is how do you bring in a big audience? I mean, as recently as... 20 years ago it was relatively easy to get a a, a mass audience for a television program and nowadays it's getting harder and harder. So what this means is that recently television content providers, broadcasters have started staging a whole host of live events in terms of getting that kind of critical mass of viewers. I, I noticed on television, I live in New York, uh, two weeks ago on a Sunday they had this uh, Discovery Channel live broadcast in Chicago with a fellow doing a high-wire walk uh, across or between two skyscrapers. That's the kind of live act that they hope will bring in an audience. Also... Uh, early next month, uh, Peter Pan will be staged live by the NBC network in the United States. It's really television going back to its roots. But I have to say this is not being done in isolation. It's being done in tandem with social media. They're looking for programming content that will animate people, mainly young people who like to use social media, and that that one thing feeds off another. They're watching a program. They comment by way of Twitter. To other people and the whole thing serves to build up an audience. That's mm. why live awards shows are very popular now, live sporting events more so than before. So that's so, one very concrete way in which things are changing.
0: So, so let's talk about that. I mean we, we all know that I certainly watch lots of uh, You're in England right now. I certainly watch lots of English football or European football, and for me, commenting as I'm watching is very part and parcel of what I do anyway, right? Are are we suggesting that it happened incidentally? It was never planned originally, right? It happened anyway. Now that that TV bosses are aware of it, um, it's part of programming then. then, So the programming is designed to ensure that audience participation is done through social media.
1: I think it's not uppermost in the minds of everyone who works in a position of creative output content output in in broadcasting within some people's minds, it's very much uppermost in their minds. so it's becoming a, a very conscious way of, of bringing in an audience you have to reach people through the media devices that they are using every minute of the day and those things are you know mobile phones computers ipads or whatever and broadcasters Uh, have to actually pay attention to what viewers are doing in order to bring in an audience. It's a real struggle and the thing is I think the danger is it becomes a bit of a gimmick at times. This fellow walking between the two skyscrapers in chicago did smack of gimmickry in a way and the audience wasn't as strong uh, as what happened when he did it earlier this year uh, 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 the, with, with the grand canyon so people have to think about what are they going to do and i i think there are a lot of very nervous people in ter- uh, in, in-, in-, in- side broadcasting organizations trying to work this one out you know you've got to get that audience before it it, 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 it disappears really in a way mm.
0: does that mean also that that if people flock to those whether they how real or unreal that so that form of reality TV really is that, uh, that that in fact people will be moving away from you know traditional TV genres I'm talking about obviously sport and news and, and entertainment in terms of music but they would they would move to all of those three provided they are stage-managed?
1: I think they need to be stage-managed, but I think that they will want a balanced diet of broadcasting content, so they're not just going to want one thing. And I think... The proof of that is, really, if you talk about this new golden age of television that I was referring to at the beginning of our conversation, it it is based on the emergence of some very, very good quality television programs like, say, The Sopranos or Mad Mad Men TV series like that. And the quality of those is improving and reaching an audience and hooking an audience that way. So I don't think it's uh, going to become a totally staged, managed scenario where you have audiences uh, set up to watch gimmicks in a way.
0: People have dabbled already, I understand this, but, but are we in a situation now where one can create a, let's call it the, a typical television channel made for, for online only? and succeed?
1: I think it's a difficult thing to do. I think that you need to think who is going to curate that channel. People want somebody or a group of people who have knowledge to curate their output, whether that be a news magazine as it appears online or some kind of, you know, broader entertainment offering. But I think you can certainly create that kind of entertainment offering online um, but it has to have curation if it doesn't have that it kind of smacks of marketing or perhaps shapelessness in some way which i don't think will grab an audience
0: all of that then leaves us with the most important thing Uh, what does this do for from an advertiser point of view looking to find newer bigger markets
1: well i think it gets back to that whole thing about the appeal of live television i mean commercial broadcasters need to get the big audiences. Why do they need to get big audiences? Because they need to reach that degree, have that degree of audience penetration to please their advertisers. So the advertisers will be clamouring for those kinds of programming. So I think it all goes well for a lot of live television, live stage television. Right.
0: Uh, Anything else, any other insights that you wish to share with us, Tom?
1: Just that I think it's a time of great turmoil in the television industry. And I think it's too early to say that television is dead. I think it's going through uh, a big change structurally and in terms of content, but it's a very difficult time and it will there will be some grand experiments that fail, but hopefully some grand experiments that really triumph
0: well, what is you know finally what are, what are your research about channels, uh, global channels like, like BBC News, which, which doesn't really speak to a, a British market but to, to the diaspora to around the world and the same with you know Al Jazeera or CNN, what, what does it say about them and, where, and their relevance?
1: Well I think the thing is that uh, what the BBC has going to it is is good brand recognition and brand loyalty and that, that not just being an empty marketing phrase, it stands for something, it stands for very fine journalism which is definitely being displayed 24 hours a day on BBC World News. So I think at a time when there's a, a, an increasing kind of multiplicity of outlets, uh, and I was reading the other day about YouTube uh, or YouTube uh, channels, the increased number of them, that, that there's so many alternatives right now, but I think it does put uh, broadcasters like the BBC and our competitors in, in quite a, a, a good position, really, because we are known entities. And people will hopefully flock to us, knowing that they're getting something trustworthy. Mm.
0: And and then finally, if we go back to the original point, which is as long as something that's created, that's exciting, even though it's not really uh, great journalism and people flock to it in big numbers and you have uh, mass social media interest around it, does that mean also that, that it's the end of, of channel loyalty? It's all about the event at that moment in time.
1: I think that's true. I think events are going to be, become more important than channels and people having channel loyalty. But having said that, um, I mentioned that on NBC in about two weeks time there's going to be a live staging of Peter Pan. Uh, well, they're doing that because last year they had a live staging of The Sound of Music, which was a huge rating success. So that is associated with grand loyalty you think of live stagings of musicals on modern tv you think of nbc so i think the two can continue
0: there you are interesting interesting insights indeed there from uh, the bbc presenter who normally talks television or rather normally talks movies but in this case here uh, talking television now, i wonder whether you tend to concur or in fact disagree i think whatever it is uh, there's definite changes there in this in this industry and we need to understand that that of course tom brook who presents uh, talking movies on bbc but in this case talking television right